All right, it's Final Four weekend, but that's not the reason that Scott Ritchie is sitting by his keyboard anxiously awaiting news. Based on last year's timetable, the beginning of April could be the tipping point for transfer season in Champaign. Maybe in, maybe out. All right, Richie's got eight names you should uh, keep tabs on if you're an Illinois basketball fan. He'll make his final four pick and tell you if the, there's any hope for the Big Ten next year. In this week's podcast, Inside Illini Basketball, come back after these messages. DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook is officially live with mobile sports betting in Illinois, just in time to get in on all the college basketball mania. Right now, new customers can bet $5 on any tourney team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. If they win, you win. You can sign up in front of your TV while you're at the office, on your couch. As long as you live in the state of Illinois, you can sign up and bet from anywhere right from the palm of your hand. Head to the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and features, including same-game parlays. It's safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook app now. Use promo code FIGHTING, bet just $5 on any team of your choice, and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's that simple with promo code FIGHTING this week at DraftKings at Casino Queen Sportsbook. Must be 21 and over. Illinois residents only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Sun's out. It's a little chilly, uh, but we still have some college basketball to talk about. Right, Scott Ritchie? I mean, always. And there are a couple games, three left of the season, um, if, you, if you're still following along at this point. I know, I'm not. I know some just general college basketball fans are out. I know a lot of Illinois fans have said yep. no thank you, but uh, Final Four? On Saturday in the national championship game, next, uh, a week from today. And All right. Then the season's over, but that's just the the basketball part of the season. The all of the rest of it, the recruiting, the transfers, the what have you. Well, that'll take up all of the spring and the summer. All right. This is Inside Illini Basketball. That's Scott Ritchie. I'm Jim Rosso, Vice President of News. Back when Illinois was good, back in the day, Bill Self was coaching. Oh, he's back. He's back to the Final Four. Good for him. We're going to spend the next half hour. Simply listing transfer candidates. How about that? Wouldn't that be a great podcast? Just you could do one a minute and come up with thirty names pretty easily. I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, I've got eight for okay. sure that are. Uh, I got a list actually of you know players that reportedly are on Illinois' radar, and mm. it's uh, an interesting place for Illinois to be because at the moment, you know, as of eleven oh eight a.m. on Monday, March twenty eighth. Nobody from Illinois has entered the transfer portal. And, in fact, if every player that can come back next year chooses to come back next year, they're actually two over the scholarship limit. So that can't happen. 
Um, and I did actually have an email about this, and I'll, I will reply to, to Bob as well, but uh, asking about the scholarship count. Um, and it's mostly about the like super seniors because Trent Frazier, DeMonte Williams, did not count against the limit this year. That was a one-time thing from the NCAA. So, like, say Jacob Grandison decides to come back as a 25-year-old sixth-year player, he would count against mm. the scholarship limit. Um, so there's some work to be done. Uh, as John Gross liked to say, he could count. I assume Brad Underwood can also count and get to 13. Um, but even though no one's said they're leaving, Illinois is apparently interested in a number of basketball players in the portal. All right, explain the portal to me, Scott Ritchie. Is it uh, is it accessible f- to the public? Uh, mm-hmm. Can anybody see it? Or uh, do I have to keep uh, uh, answering these Andre Curbelo rumors? He's in the portal. Yeah, well, he's not. Um, but it's also not accessible to the public. Or, I mean, some, I know that some like national media types were using like the coaches' logins, and that has since. Uh, uh, they did, they did something with the, I like it. Yeah, they did something with the, the login process where the coaches that were sharing their passwords uh it's like couldn't do that anymore. Netflix. Yeah, well apparently Netflix is also trying to crack down on that. Um but there are some some places where you can find lists. Uh 24/7 Sports has a, a transfer tracker, uh verbalcommits.com also has one and uh at the moment there's only like 800-some players in the portal right now. At this time, mm-hmm. a year ago, it was already over 1,000. So maybe a lot of guys got in their one-time freebie you know, last offseason, so they don't have that to, to use anymore. So it might be a little a little less on the the total number, a few fewer. Uh, but still, I mean, there's 800 players already, and it's March 28th. Going to be some, some movement in the next several months. I'd like to knock down one rumor. That is uh, Scott Ritchie entering the, the transfer portal. He has not requested a transfer to the uh, Louisville Cour- Courier-Journal, which uh, which many people reported over the weekend. Well, there was not a job for me there. In fact, Brett Dawson has it. He's covering <laughs> Louisville basketball. Best of luck to him with that. That's uh, Well, we're glad you're going to return for, what, your seventh year on the um, beat? Next season will be my eighth. Eighth year on the beat, man. You are an official veteran, Scott Rich, and we appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. And it'll be the first college basketball season where I'm covering Illinois and Jalen Coleman lands is not playing <laughs> somewhere. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, I don't, don't think – I don't. I mean, he figured out how to get seven years. I don't know that there's – a pathway to eight, but I kind of hope there is. Just just let him keep playing until he's like 40. That'd be interesting. All right, we had Richie riding the train down to New Orleans, just a little-known fact, uh, had Illinois reached that that level. Of course, they didn't. We addressed that last week in the podcast, so I don't want to rehash it anymore. Okay. It's fine. It, All right. it is what it is. They just didn't play well enough. I was a little disappointed in the, uh, the uh, Elite Eight games. Kind of Well, they weren't interesting. Like we had, had like a lot of upsets and some honestly some really good games, regardless of you know, upset status, through the first three rounds. This weekend's games are just kind of a bummer yeah. all around. I blame the basketballs, maybe. The refs. Well, what else can I blame? The sights. The bands. Commercials were no good. I don't know, maybe just 
feel like teams weren't making shots. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, I'm I'm over it. I'm done with it. All right. College basketball is dead to me, Scott Ritchie. Okay. I mean, also, I'm still going to watch the Final Four. All right, I'm not. Game. I mean, it's all I mean all blue buds at this point, so I'm not I'm not overly excited, but it could yield some good games. We'll see. Is it okay to root for Bill Self? Uh, Ed Bond shaking his head vigorously. Oh, Ed says yes. It was an up and down shake. I thought it was going to be a sideways shake. I literally have no dog in this particular fight because okay. when Bill Self was mm-hmm. in Champaign, I was in high school. I, I didn't. That really six have year a lot. span was a memorable time in Scott Ritchie's upbringing. Wasn't it five last week? It just keeps getting longer. Four years. Four years like everybody else. Um, but sure, I mean, if you want to, I, don't, I think it's fine. There's, I'm going there's, to. There are some people that do not want to. They wish nothing but the worst things for Bill Self mm-hmm. because he took a better job. I guess. I mean, was asked about that this morning. Uh, a, I'm old, right? B, uh, some people don't remember Bill Self at Illinois. We're now at that level. That's a good thing for Brad Underwood that he's brought the program back to relevance. Sure. But there was a time when Bill Self kind of got this whole thing cooking well, if you and look was at, asked, why did, why did he leave in the first place? Well. Kansas. like And? Storied program. Ron Gunther also. Didn't fork up the big bucks to well, keep I him. just, uh, pride maybe got in the way. Said, hey, if you don't want to be here, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all Bill Self has done is just win mm-hmm. a million Well, you kind of knew that uh, with what he did here at Illinois and the style of play. and the, One of the, the best three-year stretches right. for the program, really. I mean, made the Elite Eight. And uh, made an Elite Eight at a Sweet 16 and I think, a second round. Mm-hmm. So, Well, he's got Kansas back in the Final Four. He, it's about time for him to win a national title. It, it's been a long time uh, since they uh, beat Derrick Rose, right, uh, with a uh, tough shot to get it in an overtime fight. Mario Chalmers. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Derrick Rose didn't make his free throws. He's had a whole bunch of success at Kansas, but there the bar is uh, maybe a bit higher than other places. Yeah, well, and there was all, I mean, his, even after yesterday's win against Miami, I think his overall record in the Elite Eight's like four and seven. Right. Like that's sort of been where he's gone and no further. Um, kind of interesting, um, like the 2020 Kansas team, the season where the, there was no NCAA mm-hmm. tournament, they were sort of kind of projected as the favorites for okay. that one. Um, Ochai Baji is, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else. Dave McCormick was on that team. So there's a couple guys on this year's team that were also on that one, and I mean, they get a crack at a, a national title. Cause, interesting path because Villanova is going to be without uh, Justin Moore t- has an Achilles injury, so they're down their second leading scorer, and then it'll be Duke UNC on the other side, and it's not impossible that Bill Self will get a second national title. That, that puts you in the elite company because it's hard to get one; it's even harder to get more than one. Yes, Tom Izzo. That all right? Enough of that talk. I need my eight transfers. Who is Illinois? I take it maybe taking a gander at. Is that a, pr- a proper phrase? Maybe. May have expressed some interest in their okay. availability. Uh, you want this in chronological order? Begin like earliest to newest or newest to latest? Yeah. We'll go with the two that were most recent. Uh, two Chicago kids, actually. Both played at Simeon. Um, Antonio Reeves 
uh, played the last uh, three years at Illinois State. Can't take an Illinois State transfer. Tried that once, right? Marcus Arnold. Yeah. Uh, a very much a situation of if you can't beat them, join them. Okay, well, I'm just really, I'll, can I have an opinion here? I'm just sure. ruling out Mr. Reeves. Okay. Good luck. He was a top 20 scorer in the nation. Illinois State. Good luck. Next. <laughs> okay. Um, had 25 points against Wisconsin. Next. Uh, the other one, Jeremiah Williams, played the last two years at Temple, was the other starting point guard, uh, 6'5". You'll notice, um, also Antonio Reeves is 6'4". The guards, they're all tall. Um, I think maybe Illinois has realized that bigger guards have been troublesome when they played against them, and maybe it'd be a good idea to have some that are a little bigger. Got to tell you, I don't like Temple players. Mark Macon. I mean, okay. Going old school on you. I'm just telling. Can I again? Can I have an opinion? Don't give me that look. Sure. Well, I'll just I'll give you a quick rundown. Okay. Average this year: nine point five points, four point three assists, three point five rebounds. Not much of a shooter. Yeah, it doesn't do it. I need shooters. Antonio Reeves shot thirty nine percent from three. Don't get going back to him. His. <laughs> Okay, well, we're down to six, then. All right, we're down you to don't six. Like any Carry on. Uh, Brandon Murray, so a freshman this year at LSU, 6'5", mm. 214 pounds, from Baltimore, oh. went to IMG. We're hitting a lot of yep. boxes we're all checked here. All good um, so far. Average 10 points, three rebounds, and assist. Uh, top 100 recruit out of high school. And uh, decent shooter. I'll he's, accept He's him. a freshman. Could be better. He's big. Yep. Six five two fourteen. Okay. Uh now this is the the one that you're gonna hate. <laughs> uh Fardaz Amac, six eleven center from Utah Valley. Just hear it out. I am hear me out. Averaged eighteen point nine points, thirteen point six rebounds, shot forty nine percent overall, forty three percent from three point range at six eleven, two forty five. And 72% from the free throw line. Only trailed Oscar Shibway nationally in terms of rebounds per game. And you're thinking Utah Valley. Mm-hmm. One, who is that? Where do they play? Et cetera. One, they play in the WAC. Mark Madsen is their coach. Hmm. I remember from I his Stanford and then Lakers days on you know the bench cheering. Uh so he didn't play the stiffest competition, but when he played good teams, he was good. Just take Utah Valley's win against BYU. Now, was BYU a little down? Sure, still a good team. He had 24 points, 22 rebounds, five steals, four assists, and three blocks. I'll take him. He's good. There. From Canada. It'd be funny if Elmway finally got a Canadian because, like, John Gross tried to recruit. I think everyone in Canada for so long and it just didn't happen. So so we're one for, or I guess two for four. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Um, familiar name up next. Okay. Terrence Shannon. Sure. F- from Chicago. Went to Bunch Miami. of heavy hitters going after him, though. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, Kentucky. Right. Because Chen Coleman recruited Terrence Shannon to Illinois, or mm-hmm. tried to at least. However, ace in the hole, Tim Anderson. Terrence Shannon actually committed to DePaul when Tim Anderson was there and as, as an assistant and had recruited him to DePaul. So got that relationship at least. Uh, had a 
decent season for Texas Tech. I mean, obviously a really good team. 10.4 points, 2.6 rebounds, 2 assists. Shot 38% from 3. Um, but yeah, there's... Uh, well, really, I mean, if you look at Brandon Murray, Fardaz Amak, I think I'm pronouncing that right, Tan Shannon. Like, those are three of like, the top transfers in the portal right now in general. Lots of heavy hitter suitors. Um, so is, yeah, is we're trying to get the yeah, that's, seal that's approval. Yeah, that's a no-doubter. Yep. Uh, next up, Trevon Brazil. Played in Missouri. Nope, move on. Just cut him right there. Can't take a Missouri kid. Why not? Just don't like Missouri. It's the player to be named later in the Mark Smith trade. Nope. Uh, anyway, he did have 11 points, 6 blocks, 5 rebounds against Illinois in bragging rights loss. Uh, most notably, though, like, over his last five games, so he's coming on strong at the end as a freshman. This is a freshman, 6'9", 215. Averaged 10.4 points, 8.2 rebounds, and two blocks per game. There's something there. But you're out, I guess, because he went to Missouri. So we'll move on. Uh, How does uh, a 6'9", 240-pound big man from Ball State strike you? Good. Originally I like from, Ball State. Originally from Winchester, Indiana. I don't know where that is. Oh, I do. Figured you would. North of Richmond. Uh, he was the MAC Freshman of the Year. Averaged 13.5 points, 8.5 rebounds, 1.2 assists. Uh, no real sort of standout individual performance outside of the MAC. But in the conference, he did well. And the last on the list was who was also first on the list uh, Neil Quinn, a seven footer, played at Lafayette. The Leopards had his one of his best games of the year when Lafayette won at Rutgers, which Illinois did not do. They had 12 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists. Average 14.7 points, 7.4 rebounds, and 4 assists per game as a 7-footer. So his passing ability, obviously, pretty good. Brett Underwood likes that. But I'd take... Uh, the big guy from Utah Valley, if I had the choice. All right. Uh, timing on any of these decisions, of course, uh, you got to have scholarships, right? Yeah, right. and again, as of like right now, no one's actually left Illinois. And they might not. There seem to be a lot of rumors that players are leaving. The vibe is that there might not be a fair number of guys return and that played a role in the, uh, I guess, usually annual CU Kiwanis Club Basketball Banquet being canceled. Because mm-hmm. uh, in terms of player availability, part of that was, you know, the nature of college basketball. Some of these guys might not be around because they've decided not to be around. All right, that was originally scheduled for April 11th, uh, as you wrote about in Saturday's News Gazette. Uh, it's supposed to be the 100th banquet. COVID kind of messed with that. Yeah, so they didn't count the, the two okay. years where they couldn't have it because of COVID. Um, so right. they're at 98 whenever they have whatever they do next. And, I mean, probably, I mean, the idea, I guess, being floated is something before the season because I think after every year you're going to be facing, like now, this situation where there's just really no guarantee, like, who's going to be either in Champaign or still even, you know, on the team. Because there's a number of guys that are taking online classes and after – Got back from Pittsburgh, like you don't have to be in Champaign to take those classes, so they went elsewhere. So you're gonna face that every year, at like in the the spring. So 
maybe a a preseason banquet of some sort might be literally the only option. Hmm. All right. Well, it's good to help out the CU Kiwanis Club. That's Ed Bond's favorite, one of his favorite games because they have a pancake breakfast every May, and they're going to have it again this year, and uh, DWS will take their Saturday morning sports show out there and broadcast live, one of Lou Henson's favorite events back in the day. Scott Ritchie, I would strongly urge you to attend this year's. Okay. Yeah. What day is it? Pancakes, bro. I don't know. It's like in May sometime. We'll we'll get in the paper. All you can eat, Richie. Okay. Sausage, eggs, coffee. So this is just more than a pancake. Oh, yeah. That's great. It's big time. All right. Uh, April, again, uh, one of the busiest months in any beat writer, any college basketball beat writer's uh, career. Right. It's turned are out you, to be. Are you loose? Are you, are you stretching in the morning, getting ready? You've had a little time to decompress. You had an interesting uh, look-back package uh, in Sunday's News Gazette. I hope everybody had a chance to look at that. You're, you're, you're wrong, first of all. <laughs> let's, start, let's put that out there. Uh, why am I not surprised? Because in your grades you gave coaching a B-. minus. Explain yourself, Mr. Ritchie, before I pull a Will Smith and come visit you. <laughs> Uh, well, we don't want that. <laughs> and I might not be like Chris Rock, and I could press charges. <laughs> uh, no, it's. I mean, let's go back in time to October. And if I were to tell you that Andre Corbello would miss essentially half the season, mm-hmm. that Kofi would miss multiple games, right. that Trent would be playing through an injury most of the year, that Jacob Grandison would miss time, that Austin Hutcherson, we're all sort of you know interested in what he could be. If he would miss essentially the entire year, I tell you all that, and I'm like, Illinois still wins a Big Ten title. Like, would you believe me? Yeah. No, I wouldn't believe you. All that happened, right? And Illinois still won a Big Ten title, right? Like, the coaching staff navigated a pretty. That's why I had him as a uh, A minus in my my grading. Oh, so a higher grade. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, it was the second, and I mentioned this in the column I wrote. Second straight year where they've had like sort of a generational talent for Illinois basketball that doesn't come around all the time and couldn't make it out of the first weekend of the NCAA tournament. Had Iowa and Kofi both last year couldn't do it. Had Kofi putting together one of the best seasons, one of the best individual seasons in Illinois basketball history and kind of squander it again. So, you know, that, that counts. Okay. The good and the bad, they all they all count. Got to Got to factor in all of it. All right. Um, what else stood out in your season-ending analysis? Did anything, uh, uh, I guess, strike you different than uh, after the the immediate uh, aftermath of the loss, the upset? I guess the one thing, because I suppose I knew it like in the back of my mind, but I hadn't like looked at it so closely. It was like second round has kind of been Illinois's stumbling block as a program since the tournament moved to 64 teams mm-hmm. and then 65 and then 68 but the modern era you know in the, the mid 80s and haven't gotten past the second round all that often and I mean that's like what they're fighting it's not I mean I guess the idea is like oh Illinois should be in the sweet 16 lead eight final four every year but like those seasons are few and far between it's just an interesting juxtaposition and something i guess i hadn't really like just looked at laid out all in front of me just how infrequently they've actually done that 
All right, they're going to get an, another chance uh, next year. Pretty sure of it. All right. I just in yeah should, but you never. I mean, oh, they who are. Know, who knows what the roster? I know, but like. I'm in studying even the Big Ten, the morbid Big Ten. I'll say, <laughs> in studying it, it moving time. forward, unless all hell breaks loose in the off season, Illinois is going to be in a position to make another run at a Big Ten title. That's what I'm saying. Don't again. Don't give me that look. Don't give me that. What are you telling me? Rural Kings closed. Look. That's tough news to swallow. Yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. I do. You don't, Scott I mean, Ritchie, no look, at the, look at the kids they got coming in compared to the rest of the Big Ten. All right. Okay. Pretty good, right? Yeah, I think all three incoming freshmen are pretty talented. Right. But, like, what's the rest of the roster look like? Yeah, I think, I think you're going to be okay. Okay, again, take a look at the Big Ten. Okay, Purdue decimated. Right, Wisconsin. Yeah. No, nope. sorry. We'll go back to life before. Okay, so that's two out of the way. Georgia Minnesota Davis. still well, nothing. Northwestern still nothing. Penn State still nothing. Yeah, well, I mean, Wisconsin even pre Johnny Davis, like they always win more games. Yeah, than they, you think they're they fine. Will. That would be a good fourth place team. Okay, don't worry about it. Indiana. Mm-hmm. No, can't get excited about that. Iowa. Nope. Michigan. Uh, no, not really. Except then they probably make the Sweet Sixteen again. Okay, Michigan State maybe that might be your your. Max but Chris, I see Gabe Brown's going to the pro. Back. Yeah, and you know Max Christie is going to give it a, a look. Yeah, second round, middle second round right now. Ohio State, um, nope. Again, I'm looking at the Big Ten landscape. I don't see any team in better shape. Yeah, but all that Big Ten success hasn't yielded I'm what, just telling what they you, really Scott Ritchie, I didn't say NCAA tournament. I said well, that's all the Big Ten. Cares about. That's going to be, well, there are, a lot of, of. there are a lot of Illinois fans right now kind of proud of the fact of how they've had the most Big Ten wins in the last three years. Because they're just all right. grasping for the biggest straw. That There's something. Have. I mean, it's, a, it's an accomplishment. I'm not going to deny that, but, like, the same fans are, like, Comatose almost because they lost in the the team lost in the second round again. It's just it's catatonic. That's the one I wanted. Nonetheless, uh, we'll uh, next week's podcast will unveil Scott Ritchie's way too early Big Ten rankings. Now, oh, dear Lord, <laughs> no excuses, uh, I'm just please. Throw darts at a board. No excuses, Rutgers please. Number one. Routinely, um, I look forward to next. Uh, Tuesday's News Gazette when you'll unveil your top ten nationally the morning yeah. after the championship game. That'll be super. Yeah, accurate. I would like to see what you had last year. I We don't need to bring that up. Who was one? I know what I had last year. Who was one? one? Michigan. Oh, <laughs> oh Scott Ritchie. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, uh, in theory, like, it's all on paper at that point, and, like, they look good on paper. Yeah. The top, like, I think. Number one class at that point. Cause That's great. Imani Bates and Jalen Durden hadn't gone to Memphis yet. Some dudes returning. Like, yeah. And they made the Sweet 16. I guess I got that I much guess. right. But. There's, not that, uh, there's not that team out there that, you know, that, again, with so much movement, unexpected movement, if you will, uh, you just can't say, boy, I, that team's going to be great next year. I just yeah, there's no Arkansas. I mean, do they lose a lot of people off that team? I mean, it's the, yeah. I mean, they lose some. Right, a couple of their top guys. St. Peter's. Who do they lose? <laughs> well, the, their coach won. <laughs> right, he's 
I think already taken the Seton Hall job. Yeah. Um, I mean, Gonzaga is like might be the closest thing to stability. Yeah, and they and they're going to lose Chet, but like Drew Timmy, like he's not going to get drafted necessarily. Mm-hmm. Just come back, make probably a million dollars as a college basketball senior. All right, Kofi. Right. I don't know. It's Kofi's situation is weird, and the same with Drew Timmy is like they they don't have anything left to prove in college basketball, but their pro future is so murky that they'd make more probably staying in college basketball. But also, I mean, I guess Kofi want to sign up to get double and triple teamed every night and just the crap kicked out of them because teams just foul every, well, every possession. Is there a way you don't have to do homework? Maybe that will be a... I think part of the college athlete thing is still the student part. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people forget that, that... You know they're doing homework, right? Yeah, they, I think they're supposed to be still doing homework, right? Don't you have to stay eligible? That's a thing. Yeah. Okay, all right. So I mean, yeah, that's that's no fun. I'm guessing at age, you know, your fourth year of doing homework. It was not much fun for me, and, but if someone was paying me a million dollars to be in college and do homework, sure, I'd do it. All right, the Big Ten was awful again. That's two years. I don't remember the last time the Big Ten was good in the tournament. Really, uh, John Beeline, I guess. He's our. Yeah, I mean, Michigan got our, to a couple title games. What the heck? I mean, they didn't win any Can of them. You, but. I saw a lot of banter uh, this weekend about how to fix it from changing the refs to losing the big men. Get any ideas, Scott Ritchie? I mean, that's. I know uh, Graham Couch covers Michigan State for the Lansing State Journal, and he wrote column last week about it was like the Big Ten has geared itself around these giant big men you know, Kofi, Hunter Dickinson Zach Eady, Trevor I mean Purdue's got multiples like, then they get out of the Big Ten and no one else really has that kind of player and it's all guard play and here they are again a non-factor for the most part in the NCAA tournament So it's a, it was an interesting premise and certainly an accurate one um, I don't know what the answer is, but going on, I mean, this will be the I mean, the third decade of no Big Ten national champ has started. Like, it's underway. Too long. Recruiting not exactly going the Big Ten's way either, according to my favorite writer, no offense, Scott Ritchie, Lauren Tate reminded me over the weekend how no stars compared to to the national stars yeah, well, like, the Big Ten. The like McDonald's All American practices have been going on over the weekend okay. and none of those guys are going to the Big Ten this year. And it's been a relatively small number even over the last five to six years that have chosen a Big Ten program. And that's the guys you look at them is typically wind up being the the lottery picks in the NBA draft the, the next year. All right. Scott Ritchie, what's going to be the news of the week? What are you going to be writing about this week? Well, based on like last year's timetable of when some Illinois players announced they're transferring, when they got some transfers in, that was kind of this week. Okay. Early April seems to be was the, the tipping point a year ago. So wouldn't be surprised if there was some news on the transfer front one way you know, or the other. Or both ways, maybe. All right, who's going to win it before I let you go this uh, weekend? 
Oh man, all of my picks have been so bad. I think I'm gonna go with Kansas. All right. I think it'll be Kansas Duke, and it pains me less to say Kansas. All right. Looking forward to your coverage. Uh, Good morning, Atlanta Nation. Every day at six a.m. Unique online content. You got some radio gigs this week, I suppose. Who's at your Esquire show this uh, oh, tonight? Oh, we got Pat Ryan, who's uh, the director of high school football or something. Yeah. I don't know his official title. With Coming off a big uh, week over at the Smith Center. Yeah, the High School Coaches Association Clinic. Okay. Um, back in person for the first time in a few years. When When's your All-State team coming out? Do Basketball, you know? All-State. Yeah. Uh, girls is... April 21st, I think it's a Thursday, and then the boys will be that weekend. Hmm. It's on Saturday. And Great. The weekend extra. Who's your player of the year? Can you tell me yet? I uh, don't really know for the girls. Uh, for boys, I believe we're leaning Braden Huff's direction. Okay. Glenn Bard West, big man. State Georgia, champ. Gonzaga. And He's got things on his side, I would say. A lot pointing in his direction. All right, Scott Ritchie, great stuff. We will talk to you next Monday.